Good morning and welcome to Morning Java. Brought to you as always by Get-Go Cafe and Market, where Tom, they've always got the fresh food, the curbside delivery. I just had me a nice wrap over the weekend. It was great. I love their tots. I love their mac and cheese bites. So many great options to get freshly made right at Get-Go. Excellent. I got gas. I, I fill up on, on gas. So I uh, got 20 cents off. So it's all good for me as well. Hey, man, that Giant Eagle Advantage car works for get-go, so definitely take advantage of that as well. But, uh, Tom, before we get into any playoff talk or other stuff, we got to talk about the things that are going on with the Steelers roster. Now, an official announcement came for the team on Friday. Of course, we all know Vance McDonald has retired from the Steelers, a move that was pretty much foreseeable. If Even if he, wa- if he wasn't going to retire, he wasn't going to be back on the contract that he was. But... The other move, the other move that hasn't been officially announced yet, but Dale has reported and confirmed that it's going to happen, is the retirement of Marquise Pouncey. Which, Tom, I mean, we we've speculated about it since the Browns lost that this was probably going to happen, but now we're starting to see this come out. I think these are two big, you know, the Vance McDonald's was foreseeable, and both these are foreseeable, but. The big thing here is that with these two moves, the Steelers would free up $13.2 million in cap space in a year they're going to need a lot more. Yeah, yes, certainly. It certainly helps. Although, you know, one can certainly wonder, you you certainly created a hole at center, right? I mean, that's a uh, a guy, Pouncey's had a terrific career. Uh, I know he's, he's kind of slowed down. Uh, injury a couple of years ago. I don't know if he ever quite got back to the level he did when he when he, when he had the leg injury. Uh, was still very good. What is how many times Pro Bowler? Uh, but again, yes, you get money, but you got to you have to find a center. Uh, and for me, it's it it is it's such an important position on the offensive line. It's either the second or third uh, position to me as far as because you basically you're running. You, you know, you're, you're calling out signal or plays and stuff, uh, making checks and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's very important. So it will, um, you know, we'll, we'll see where they go. And, and to me, they need a left tackle because I, I doubt if Al's going to be back. Uh, so they're going to have to uh, put a, invest a lot in that offensive line as far as draft picks probably here in the offseason. No, I I agree with you. The offensive line is a huge priority for this team moving forward. I agree with you that Villanueva can't be back. I mean, he had a huge cap number last year. He's a free agent right now. And and again, just the way he played last year, I mean, the only way you even think about bringing him back if it was for a ridiculously cheap deal. And even then, I think that's one of the prime investments in this this NFL draft is going to be an offensive tackle, whether it's the first round or the second round. But like you said, Pouncey, it's not just about – you know, the name, it's not just about physicality. He also, he knew the offense. He knew the checks. He knew when a blitz was coming. He knew what Ben liked as far as protection and where to slide things. That does count for a lot here. Now, the like you said, who do you go out and get at center? There's not going to be a whole bunch of free agent centers just on the market that you can just say, ah, here's, you know, seven, eight million dollars. Come over here and, and play well for a year or two. Um, and this is not a great year for centers in the NFL draft, um, at least for a first round draft pick. So, you know, you if you're going to draft a center, it's probably in the second or third rounds. And if you're doing that, you're not it's not guaranteed that those guys are going to be instant starters. And that is going to be a question for next year if, if Pouncey's not around. You know, I think um uh... Chris, where what, the elephant in the, elephant in the room here, of course, is just that that I think fans are starting to understand that this this run 
in some ways is kind of coming to an end. Uh, I think you you start you have to start drafting guys. You and and if that center is not up to speed next year, you still need the position. So they're they're gonna they're going to have to they're going to have to confront this. They're going to have to draft a guy in the second third round. Uh, do the best you can, and they've just got to start you know rebuilding here. Uh, the, I think this run is kind of you know pretty much at an end. Whether Ben comes back or not, I, I don't. I think they would. They would. They're going to have a hard time making the playoffs next year. So other things that have to change this season, Tom, is going to be the offensive coordinator position. Now, initially, there was a report from Tom Pelissero who said that it was a done deal. Matt Canada was going to be the Steelers' offensive coordinator for next season, but. There have, the Steelers have announced that they interviewed Hugh Jackson, and now there's a lot of questions going around. Who could the Steelers look at for offensive coordinator? Dale, Our own Dale Lolly brought up Pep Hamilton as, as a guy that maybe they could request for, for a chance to talk to then. Um, but this is an interesting decision here because you're not just looking for a guy to do next year whether or not Ben comes back. This is ultimately probably the coordinator that you're asking to draw up the offense that carries this group into whatever comes next for the Steelers after Ben Roethlisberger, because whoever gets this job is probably at least setting something up with the new investments you make at offensive line, running back, and those young receivers with whoever's at quarterback next year. Yeah, you mentioned Hugh Jackson. I, I think about you talk about rebuilding uh, when he when when it, with Cleveland one and thirty one. Yeah, um, they completely tore it tore it down to the studs. Pirate, almost Pittsburgh pirate like. And, um, you know, everyone kind of remembers that. And I, and I do think in some ways it's, it's a little unfair to Hugh in the fact that I think when you look at his, his time in Cincinnati, he was a pretty good offensive coordinator there. They had some good years. And he obviously could never win a playoff game. But they, they got to the playoffs a couple of times uh, with Hugh kind of running that offense. Uh, his reputation obviously took a serious hit when he was asked to oversee something uh, that – nobody would want to have gone through and that those teams there wasn't a whole lot of coaching in there where it could have helped as far as x's and o's those were just really bad browns teams i, I think he's, he's he is a pretty good coordinator and you know with matt canada you're just thinking you're going to get a lot more of kind of what it would be a continuation of what we've seen the last couple of years here so do you want to try something new uh, just again we don't you know assuming it's ben maybe it's not ben um, but, uh, I wouldn't, I, I would not judge Hugh Jackson on his time with the Browns because this would be a b better team, uh, than, 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 than the Browns had back then. And he is, a, he's not a bad coordinator. And, and that's the bottom line. You have to remember some guys aren't head coaches. Dick LeBeau was a defensive coordinator for the Steelers, went to coach the Bengals, didn't work out, came back, was a great defensive coordinator again for the Steelers. And, and for Hugh Jackson, in his time as an offensive coordinator, he's been it for, uh, I think, five seasons. And in those years, he's, his top quarterbacks were, or his starting quarterbacks were, were Patrick Ramsey, uh, Joey Harrington. Jason Campbell and Andy Dalton for two years, and, and two of those years he had uh, he had offenses ranked in the top ten in scoring 
um, and had a few a few of those uh, offenses ranked in the top ten in rushing. I think that's the bottom line. This you know he's a guy that's worked as a receivers coach, a quarterbacks coach, and a running backs coach. He, he has the experience to to sort of have a better idea of hey, this is what is going to be the future that you want this offense going towards. Because uh, you know on top of you know people were talking about the quarterback position, you still got you still got guys that you want to develop. You still got guys like Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, you know a Kevin Dotson, even uh, guys that you want to see grow. And, you know, eventually when you if you if you find out, hey, this is the investment at quarterback moving forward, that you have a plan to move forward with this. And, and a, a person like Hugh Jackson could be in the mix there. Um, you know, you know, again, Dale brought up Pep Hamilton, a name that uh, that that's that I saw pop up was Deuce Staley, who's been you know a running backs coach for the Eagles. Uh, he has requested out of his contract with the Eagles because he wasn't brought up for OC offensive coordinator. And to, to the point where it's there's reports now that the. Eagles locker room is up in arms about the, the fact that that did happen because they thought that he was due for this. And Dale has told me himself that Deuce Staley has had some really good interviews in the NFL when looking around for other jobs. So um, he might come into this mix. But the bottom line is that the Steelers, I don't think they need to be locked into anybody right now. They need to keep surveying, figure out what the direction of the offense is and who who has the best scheme that might work for what they're doing next season. Um, but of course, you know, they, they have to be sure about what's going on with, with Ben Roethlisberger and where they can make the investments that if he, if he, if he, even if he doesn't stick around, cause people need to remember if a rookie's in there, if a, if a, if a average quarterback is in there that you grabbed off of the free agent pile, you still need to find a way to protect them because you know, if you don't, they're going to get hurt and then you're going to end up, you know, using whoever you didn't want to use a quarterback anyways. But to me, it's about finding, Finding the person that helps with whatever that transition is to the style of offense this is moving toward without Bennett in a couple years. Yeah, I agree. And again, I think right now uh, the emphasis, I think, is going to be more on the players than on the OC because, it's, it, again, the, we're, uh, the, the Steelers are going to go, they're going through a rebuild here. Uh, 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 you know, uh, and we don't even know yet what's going to happen in free agency. That's, that's still a, you know, a month or so away. It was in what it was in March. Uh, we don't exactly know the lay of the land of who's going to be here and who's not going to be here. Uh, but it, it certainly is starting to feel with this news about Pouncey that it's going to be a rebuild, especially along the offensive line. The one group that you, you know, the one group that's going to come back and this group feeds back to the offensive coordinator's job is the receiver group. That's the one group that you should have a lot of, of those guys come back. Uh, and what what a new coordinator can maybe do with a passing game uh, that that certainly didn't work here last year. And wh- whoever comes in here uh, has got to be more committed to the run. Uh, they just can't go through another season like this, just not being able to run the ball uh, down the stretch. I thought that was a a, a huge issue uh, with them uh, down the stretch this year of why they kind of fell apart. So, Tom, what everyone's going to be talking about for the next two weeks are the teams that are playing in the Super Bowl. Of course, Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. But don't forget, in that mix is also guys that didn't even play this last week. Former Steelers, Le'Veon Bell for the Chiefs and Antonio Brown for uh, the, the the Buccaneers also shout out to Jordan Whitehead with his forced fumble H2P a pit, pit alum right there. But um, Tom. The, the, the talk that everyone's going to be, be about is like, again, you, we have to watch Tom Brady again, and he's in, he's in the Super Bowl again, and it's crazy, and he has a chance to win a seventh Super Bowl ring. 
It's insane. Yeah, they've played, what, 55 of these or 54 of these things, and this will be number 10 for him. Uh, yeah, he, it's his 10th appearance. He, he's like, uh, like fifth. Here was the stat. I was a, He's like, now he's moved up to the ladder at like fifth all time in um, uh, wins in against NFC teams in the playoffs. Think about that. And he's only been in the NFC one year. One year. Uh, that's all those Super Bowl wins combined with this year winning three games. And uh, I mean, I Chris, I don't know what your family situation is like, but you know, I, I married somebody from Irwin and we live in Columbus and it doesn't matter. It sounds like the Steelers are playing the, the Patriots because my wife just hates Tom Brady and has cheered against him every game here in, in the playoff run this year, because Tom Brady is of course uh, one of the very few people that have uh, kind of had Pittsburgh's number over the years. Uh, really in any sport, I can't think of a sport where, in the last like 20, 25 years where one athlete has had so much success against the Pittsburgh team. And maybe the pirates, of course, because they really haven't been that relevant. <laughs> Everybody with the other two teams. Uh, you know, he's a guy that people love to hate because he he's been so successful and Hey, good on him. I mean, he, you know, goes, goes, breaks off with Belichick. Belichick has kind of a lousy year, misses the playoffs. And there's Tom Brady back in the Super Bowl. So amazing. I mean, and 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 he went to the right place. He went to the, to Tampa Bay, um, and everyone at first was Tampa Bay, but then you're like, oh, Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin, and then he got Leonard Fournette, and then he got Antonio Brown, and then he got Rob Gronkowski, and the team had Devin White, Antoine Winfield, who didn't even play in this game, and Dominican yeah. Sue, uh, JPP, I mean, Levante David. They they bought out. Carlton Davis had is having a heck of a playoff run for himself. You know, there's there's a, the, the, the Tampa Bay – and there's a, there's there's two things I've heard a lot of uh, that one Brady threw three interceptions in this playoff game and two you know it's the team around him that's helping him win but whether or not that you know yes he threw three picks and yes Tampa Bay has a very good team around him but he's still part of the journey and he's still a huge part of the journey he's a driving force I mean it's the, the first the first drive of the game when he walks down the field and he's just dropping passes on you know in, into the breadbasket of his receivers it's just like well this is. Uh, this this seems like he's not forty three years old or anything. It was it's it's you know what it is, Chris. It's almost LeBron like, right? LeBron mm, can very good comparison. Team just 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 going in, and the the the, the teams it, it is decent, and he just he's that added superstar element uh, that, that that can take a team over the top, and uh, yeah, and they are impressive. I mean, they boy did they get after Aaron Rodgers today. You mentioned the defensively. Uh, not you know Winfield obviously didn't play that was a, a hurt but you know when we look at what happened in, in the in the late game uh, Fisher gets hurt you know their offensive line is a little bit banged up there uh, with Kansas City uh, that could be a big advantage for Tampa Bay going into the game it, it really could be Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes again uh, we saw it a few years ago in the AFC championship game when Tom Brady came out on top um, and now Patrick Mahomes who's had the experience and, and and I have to say Eric Fisher or not that offense was ridiculous in the AFC championship game uh, just light I mean it if Miko Hardman doesn't fumble the game, the ball at the beginning of the game, it's thirty-eight right. to seven in the fourth quarter, and it's just it's it's yeah. like the I mean, the Bills never stood a chance, and the Bills were one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Yeah, it's but but it's, you know what? That's we see this so many times. A team that's still trying to learn to win. You know, the Bills won a couple of games at home. 
but I had no confidence in them going on the road and winning at Arrowhead uh, today. Uh, Same. And again, I, I think, Jay, uh, you know, Allen is, is getting there, but he is still, he's not anywhere near to me. For me, he is not on the Mahomes level uh, at all. And that really, in fairness to him, there aren't too many that really are. And it is a great matchup when you look with the quarterbacks, the, the old, the GOAT, who's won all these Super Bowls, and this kid who's trying to win two in a row. Uh, <laughs> and it's just wonderful, wonderful quarterback, wonderful player. Uh, seems to be a really good you know, good person. Uh, I, I, you just like it. It's, it's, it's a good matchup. It, it, and, yes, there's probably some Brady fatigue. But I think it has, a, it, it has the potential to be a great game, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. And certainly, it certainly does. And how about this, Tom? The NFL got those huge quarterback matchups in the conference championship game. We were talking back in September. Do they even get to this point? And they got exactly what they wanted. Everybody was watching those games and paying attention. Also, got to give Tom a shout out because of this weekend's games in our in our uh, our, our websites pick them stuff. When we pick all the games, Tom is now in sole possession of first place because he picked. Uh, he I think you picked the Packers and the Chiefs, but because Dale uh, and I think Ramon picked the uh the bills in their games uh you've jumped out to, to, to sole possession of first place right there so uh everyone's got to know who you got in the super bowl but we got lots of time to do that so don't you know no need to give your prediction right now my man okay yeah I, i'm starting to feel nervous already two weeks before <laughs> the game i don't know which way which way i'm gonna go but yeah uh so pittsburgh has uh ab and and Le'Veon bell right <laughs> right Double, double whammy. It, it, one of them's got to get a Super Bowl. One of them's going to get a Super Bowl. Either <laughs> one of them, are, they're, they're they're both. You know, it's just a, it is amazing in sports and especially in football how how quickly fortunes turn, isn't it? It's uh, insane. Uh, uh, just with with Antonio with with, with Bell, uh, one of the, you know four three or four years ago, one of the best running backs in the league. Yep. And now he's like a third stringer. Third string, and, and and think about it. The 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 different the two different flips that both of them went through. Le'Veon Bell, you could say he was the best running back in football when he when he was in 2017 with the Steelers. Antonio Brown, he was the best receiver in football for you know for you, you know, for a time. Then both of them fall off the face of the earth. Bell goes to the Jets. They don't even use him a whole lot. He stinks. They stink. He doesn't even want to play there anymore. And it looks like he'll never play in the playoffs again. Antonio Brown looks like he may never play in the NFL again. All of a sudden. These two guys, yes, they're playing minute roles, but they're going to be their their team. They're on rosters that are going to the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I think if you if you had offered either of them of them that you know four months ago or however long ago when they were in the predicaments that they were, they'd absolutely take it. And they're 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 there right now. They are, and uh, like you said, one of them is going to end up with a Super Bowl ring. I always always find Chris. I always there, there's athletes we. There, there are athletes in sports that, like, you know, they don't, and they, they play, have a great career and don't win a championship. And I was like, who has their championship ring? Like, there's no lifetime achievement awards in sports, right? You, you don't, you know, you can't win the Oscar as a lifetime achievement award. You can't win the Super Bowl as a lifetime achievement award. But there, then there's always these guys that, that, that win Super Bowl rings that, like, I don't remember him winning a Super Bowl. How did he get a Super Bowl? <laughs> He's got somebody's Super Bowl ring. Somebody mm-hmm. had a great. And they didn't get a Super Bowl ring, and he's got that guy that Super Bowl ring, and and one of these guys is going to get a Super Bowl ring as kind of a, a second, third line guy. 